Hello, everybody, and welcome into another episode of Ball Club Confidential. I'm your host, Austin Price of VolQuest.com. Coming up tonight on the show, we have one of the real glue pieces on this basketball team, that being Jemai Mayshag. But before we get to Jemai, we bring in Hunter Badur. And Hunter, you look at this past weekend, uh, the Vanderbilt game, uh, had a watch party over in Nashville and a really good turnout from a lot of Vol Club members. We did. Uh, we had a watch party at Barstool, Nashville. Um, had a big turnout. A lot of all fans came. A lot of all club members came and, and hopefully got some new members uh, out of that. And I'm um, looking forward to February 3rd. We're going to have a, a watch party for the Tennessee-Kentucky game. It'll be here in Knoxville at Yeehaw. Uh, we'll have some specialty uh, drinks and, and food options uh, for, for all club members. Um, and we encourage them to check out our website and follow us on social for uh, those de- uh, details. For those Vol Club members, if they come to the February 3rd event, are you going to kick it off with a great big yeehaw? Absolutely. Whatever you Bo, think Bo, best. Bo and AP. Luke Duke going in the general lead making a jump? <laughs> we, we've not got that far ahead, but we'll come up with something. Yeah, he is kind of like the Luke Duke of the Volunteer Club. Always making it happen behind the scenes. Hunter, we appreciate you. Let's turn to tonight's marquee guest, that being Jemai Mayshak. What's up, Jemai? How you doing? Good, you? Good, good. Jemai, I, uh, I've watched you through three years or two and a half years here, and just the growth in your game, especially the shot, is, I think, pretty dramatic. I mean, when you look at kind of where you started or even where you were in high school from an offensive standpoint and where you're at now, how much do you see the improvement? Um, no, I definitely see it. Uh, it's definitely something that um, I took a lot of focus in, especially coming in this year. But since going into college, I knew it was something that I was going to have to get a hold of is that jump shot. And, um, you know, in high school, I was, a, I was a good player. You know, I played up. So uh, I played against older competition ever since I was younger. So I always had to go in and fit into a role already. And, you know, the only time you can play against older guys like that was playing defense, playing hard, rebounding. And so the offense didn't develop as much as it should have. Um, and when I kind of had my time to be kind of the star off- offensively, I got hurt um, during my high school year. So that kind of took it away. And then that next year, COVID happened. So I didn't really get the development that I felt um, I needed kind of playing through those mistakes and, you know, learning through that um, until I got here and just, you know, putting in reps in the gym, I think really worked out, um, especially now that my jumper's starting to show in games. You look at the end of last year, um, you stepped up immensely when Zakai went down. Had you playing point, you took on a little more of an assertive role offensively. Um, was that easy to do for you? Because it just seems like you're just the ultimate, like, whatever needs to be done guy. No, absolutely. It's funny because, um, you know, after that whole thing, it was really tough on us. And, you know, I I had no idea that I was going to be playing point guard anytime soon because Zakai was playing great. And, you know, that hat, when that happened, you know, that game, we were just kind of trying to figure it out just – you know, who was going to bring up the ball, who was going to – because Zakai was that guy for us. So, you know, I just kind of took it upon myself to just go and get the ball. It kind of felt a little more natural because I did have to play point guard in high school um, as well as the five in high school. So I had to play one through five in high school as well. Um, So it kind of just felt like I was back in high school, just wanted to calm myself down. But I think, you know, when I think of myself, I just think of – especially on the defensive end too, it's just just like you're in a band and – 
you go in and you got to play multiple instruments. You don't know what instruments you're going to play game to de- game to game, but you're prepared to play multiple instruments and you're prepared to uh, fit whatever role you need to in that band. And that's kind of how I thought of it at this time. And, you know, now it's just whatever instrument you need me to play, I'm going to play it and I'm working on all of them. So I'm going to be able to show it and going to be able to make an impact on the game. So it's just kind of how I think of it on the defense and offensive end. You grew up in a house full of athletes out there in California. What, uh, when did you know kind of basketball was the sport for you? Because I mean, you got a brother that plays football, you got right. a sister doing her thing. I mean, what? When did you know basketball was it for you? And if you weren't playing basketball, what would it, what, what sport would it be? That's that's a tough question. Um, well, on the on the first part of that question, I think basketball was just my first love, really, because my my dad played. So just seeing my dad, I didn't get to see him at his you know his best, but I got to see kind of the tail end and just how much joy he had and just how he explained how it brought him into different areas of life. It met, let him meet so many good people, uh, let him learn a lot of great situations, uh, just like how I'm doing now. And I think hearing that for me was really what set that part. But I think my parents did a great job of just letting me be a kid. You know, I think nowadays with basketball, they have guys and young kids just training at such a young age to get ready for this whole, you know, ordeal that they're going to have to go through. And it kind of takes that, you know, childish love away from the game because you're just training, training, training. But my my parents did a great job just letting me play multiple sports. They let me hang out with my friends. It wasn't really a lot of weight on you have to play basketball. So the love for it just kind of was genuine. You know, it just came from the heart because they didn't force me to do that. I picked up the ball. I'm like, I told my dad this is what I want to do. I was like, he said, you sure? He asked me, he was like, are you sure? And, you know, I was just, I kind of thought about it. And I'm like, nah, this is this is for sure what I want to do. I want to put my all into this. I want to, you know, I know it's going to be hard, but I want to put my all into this. And that's kind of how that road began for me. And, you know, he just put me, him and my mom put me in the right path, in the right directions to in order to get to where I am now. And honestly, if I wasn't playing basketball, I'd, I'd probably – Probably be playing football, maybe running track, but it's hard to imagine what other sport I'd be playing without basketball because I just put so much time into it. When you look at, uh, you know, growing up, what were you having your most fun? Was it was it like playing like peewee basketball, like you know, rec basketball? Was it middle school, high school? I think for me it was around middle school, middle school and high school. Um, high school kind of got a little bit more serious. Middle school was just so. It was it. I was competitive, so it was serious to me. But looking back at it, I just had so much fun just being with my my friends and just going out and just playing without the weight of any any game, any coaching, any you know anything like that, or letting down fans. Because you you know in your little bubble, it's like okay, we're about to compete for this championship game, and you're gonna go in, you're gonna get everything you got, but. Looking back on it, you know, you can see the parents just there for support, just there looking at your kids having fun. And it, it just it brought a smile to my face then because, you know, I was just doing what I, I love to do, and that was just competing. I just love to compete, and I was going to do everything and anything I could to win whatever game we were playing, whether it was insignificant nobody in the world knew about it. I was going to go out and compete like it was the NBA Finals. And I think that just made me have so much fun with, the people that I was with in, um, you know, basketball. So you were born what, like 2002? 2002. Yeah, yeah, born in 2002. So when you were like a little little kid, that was kind of right there at the uh, 
those two championships for you know Kobe <laughs> yeah. and, and Gasol. <laughs> yeah. um, you Lakers fan? Not no, that's, no. That's as surprising as it is. I'm not a crazy. I didn't grow up a crazy Laker fan. I actually grew up a Kevin Durant fan and an OKC fan. Um, I was a huge. I grew up a huge, huge fan of. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, James Harden, that whole Oklahoma City team. Was, was it emotional when 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 Harden left? Oh my gosh, it was emotional at first when Harden left. I was like, okay, that one hurt. And then years went by, and then when I woke, I woke up one morning, and my my dad woke me up. He knew how serious Kevin Durant being on OKC was to me. He woke me up. He was like, man, I have bad news. Went into the uh, it was July fourth, huh? You talking about when he went to Golden State? Yes. It was July fourth. Yes. Oh my gosh, I was hurt. I was hurt because I thought he was gonna stay. I thought he for sure was gonna stay. It was so. the same day that T Higgins picked Clemson over Tennessee, <laughs> and T Higgins locally, from a basketball standpoint, had kind of the same type body build right, right, as right. Kevin Durant. Right. Now he's playing for the Bengals. Yeah. Um, but it was the same day. It was a it was a tough moment for a lot of people, man. <laughs> a tough moment for a lot of people. So yeah, no, that was that was definitely the guy that I was watching when I was a kid. Just you know, love seeing him play. All right, so you love Kevin Durant, but the question I love to answer or ask on this show is Jordan or LeBron. <sighs> that's a that's a question. It's a generational thing it normally, is. but not it always. Is. Some people will do go Jordan. It is, and I think my uh, I think LeBron James is an extremely great player, like extremely. But Michael Jordan was just something that, as a kid, whether it was on YouTube or hearing people talking about him, he just felt like a mythical creature. And like, He's a unicorn, man. He was somebody that, growing up, if it wasn't Kevin Durant, it was Michael Jordan. It was literally, I, and I kid you not, it was my dad bought me a basketball court, and I was so excited. Literally the the if it wasn't the day after we we you know fixed it up and put it outside, I would literally go on YouTube, watch Michael Jordan a highlight video and just do what he did and go pause it go outside try it, go back in the garage look at the video the next time try the next move go outside try it and I would be out there for hours and hours and hours just trying to mimic what he was doing but. When I just when I started started finally learning the nuances of the game and diving deep into the into basketball and you know everything it means like he was a two way player he played a crazy defense like literally one of the best defenders of all time and you add that on being one of the best offensive players of all time I don't think there's anybody that can really say that I think LeBron was a great defender. But I don't think he was known for being one of the best of all time like Michael Jordan was. And for Michael Jordan to be able to come in as young as he was and like a rookie and scoring how he did, Michael Jordan is definitely the greatest of all time. Six and O. I don't I don't think it's any, I don't think there's anybody that's gonna be able to do something like that. He that he's the goat. He's he, he's my he's my greatest of all time for sure. What was it like being a kid in Southern California? It was it was it was great. It was great. Um, just you know, from an outside of basketball standpoint, you know, it was just a lot of sunny days, a lot of um, going outside. You know, a lot of you know neighborhood. You know, you got a guy that has a basketball court in the neighborhood. Every all the kids get a, get around together and go to their house and just you just play for hours and hours. Like, I didn't grow up with um, a lot of gym um, time. I didn't get to go to a lot of basketball courts where there was a gym. Um, you just really just find a ball that. You, 
was somewhat decent. You just go to the park and you play. Net, no net, chain net. What, what, what are we talking about? <laughs> so it depends. So when I was really young, we used to play at this park that had no net. And that was always something. But you got How much arguing went on? That was an air ball. Oh, no, it, oh it didn't touch gosh. the rim. It's a ton, a ton. Especially <laughs> if my family's involved. Oh, my gosh. They're all like me. They're all just competitive. So – we were arguing for days and days about this or that. It doesn't matter if it was basketball or checkers. It, we were competitive. 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 Who's the most competitive person in your family? Oof, Not named you. You cannot be you. <laughs> you have to say someone else. That's tough. I think it depends. It's between my brother and my mom. My mom is secretly really competitive. She won't say it out loud, but you could see it in her face that – she wants to win. She she's she might be the most competitive. How often are they out for games? They come as much as they can. Yeah, they come as much as they can. They they'll usually just come for you know a two game trip and then they'll go back home and you know because they still do stuff back there and they'll come whenever they can and come see me and it's just you know it's a great surprise whenever I see them. Ironically, I would bet the cheapest travel trip the entire year it was was the was Maui, which was which yes. was technically a Oahu. Actually, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we broke up our trip. We went to the Polynesian Bowl for Nico a mm-hmm. year ago, and we broke the trip going up. And it, it, the the leg from L.A. on Delta to Honolulu was one hundred eighty dollars. I was like, what is this? Like, I mean, like if I was on right. the West Coast of the United States, I'd be in Hawaii all the time. Right? No, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely cheap because I remember calling them for it and yeah they were talking about the prices and i'm like dang really yeah no it was definitely definitely cheaper from there you grew up um with gbs Mm -hmm. um which is a syndrome that uh, attacks the nerves and causes all these tingling sensations in your extremities and stuff kind of tell everybody at home about what gbs is um you know it's just basically what you said just kind of um a loss of a lot of uh functioning functionality with your hands your legs your feet um, you know, little stuff, little limbs like that. And it's called what now? Uh, Guillain-Barre syndrome. Yeah, so. It's easier for me to say GBS. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. No, but it was, you know, it was definitely a tough time. Um, you know, for me, um, when I kind of remember it, it, was, it wasn't as big as far as my memory because I was so young. Um, but it was really hard on my parents. But it does it just go away? Do you still so, have it? No, yeah, so it, it doesn't technically just go away. You just kind of just train through it. You So you... I got to restart, had to restart all over again when I was, I think I had it around when I was around six, five or six. So it's something that stays with you, but you kind of just, you, as you learn and you start to re uh, do all these movements and all these um, memorization skills and a lot of other stuff that I had to do, you kind of get back used to getting that feeling um, back to you. So it was, you know, it was hard. It was definitely hard for my parents. It was hard kind of Growing up, not knowing just how significant it was for me because I was just kind of just a happy-go-lucky kid. Um, I didn't want anybody to make any excuses for me. Um, I wanted to – whatever I was going to do, I was going to put 110%, you know, into it. So um, it was never something that I felt held me back. It was just something that I knew I had to get over and I had to continue to improve. And I had to work probably two times as hard as a lot of other people to – in order to pick up things, especially from a basketball standpoint. When was the last time you had it occur? So it was – it's it's not really just a – it's kind of hard to explain. So when it occurs, it occurs at that age, and then it doesn't reoccur um, any time for me. It hasn't reoccurred or okay. I haven't had any uh, kind of lapse of that going on. 
but it's just kind of little things that kind of um, you know, that is still there, just little functional things like picking up a coin off of a table, um, you know, anything like that. So it's just it's little things that kind of um, go into that, and you just kind of have to grow through it as you get older. And it doesn't really happen a lot with children. Um, so the fact that it did happen with me, it was just kind of, it was a tough situation. So just having that time to get over that was, you know, it was big. All right, let's flip it to back to here. Um we talk about improving your shot. What little things from a technique standpoint did, did coach Barnes alter? Um, so it was a lot of, it was a lot of things that really went into it. Uh, I think for me, it was more mental. Um, you know, physically my jump shot wasn't ugly by any means. It was little, I had to bring it a little bit, uh, down to my face. It was a little bit too high and just getting underneath the ball. But, Honestly, it was just the reps, the reps of having that consistent jumper and just working with that same spot, same same kind of groove and just grooving that out through reps and reps and reps and then having the confidence as a shooter. I think I think this year was really the biggest jump for me, just having that confidence as a shooter. Am I wrong to uh, – again, I'm thinking back two years. I remember when you first got here, I thought your shot – was more flat. Mm-hmm. It has much more arch now. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. No, that's for sure. That That is, that's definitely correct. We have a little machine where it'll tell you the number. Um, so that kind of goes with getting underneath your sure. shot and just, you know, making sure that you have that right art uh, for the ball to go in. It just gives it a better chance. So that was definitely one of the things that I wanted to focus on to, especially going into this year. So when we had Josiah out last week, he mentioned he loves to shoot from the corner. Mm. Um, and that that's the one place that Zakai hates to shoot from. <laughs> right. Where's right. your spot on the floor? Um, I'm I'm not really big on the corner. I'm actually I don't prefer the corner, but I think the corner is actually my best shot, which is surprising. But I don't prefer it. I definitely prefer more on the wing. Uh, I like wing shots. Just it just you gives like the, me it feels like you like that sixteen to seventeen footer too. Like yeah, that, no, definitely like off the off the dribble off the dribble. Yep. For sure, for sure. That was definitely one of the the moves that I had to go to um, at a young age just to get over the top of guys who were older than me, you know. So raising up, I wasn't as athletic at that time going against the guys that I was going to through in high school because they were all bigger, stronger, taller, faster. So just finding other moves that I could get to in order to rise up over the defense was that was definitely one of the moves that I had to, you know, groove out um, throughout the years. What's something most people don't know about you? Ooh, that's 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 a tough. That's a tough. What is a something that people don't know about me? Um, as competitive and as much of a dog I am on the court, I'm very the opposite way off the court. I'm definitely I'm still competitive. That's that doesn't go away. But I'm definitely more loving and definitely more. Um, genuine and, and and soft-spoken to other people and you know I really just have a strong heart for caring about other people you know um, I think that was one of the biggest things being in Tennessee and just seeing the support that I've gotten um, it, it helped me grow and helped me get to know a lot of other people that are from Knoxville and you know seeing them you know they they work jobs they work 12-hour jobs then they go there and wake up every morning and it's it's hard you got moms out here that are taking care of children and parenting is already a struggle and it's you know honestly a thankless job so kind of having me resonating with people like that 
I think it's big for me just because I kind of go through the same thing. Defense isn't popular. Defense isn't something. <laughs> it's not. Defense is not popular. It's not a. It is if it turns to offense. <laughs> true, true. But it's never going to be something that's going to be on Sports Center. It's never going to be something that's going to be number one trending in anywhere. Um, it's not going to be something that kids resonate with. But it's kind of just something that I resonate with with a lot of other people, especially in Knoxville, just being that guy that just works and you know off the court I think I've really grown with a lot of other people here just talked to a lot of people so I think something that you don't really know unless you meet me is just how genuine and, and loving of a person I am when I when I talk to people what made Tennessee the pick for you I mean like you know I mean, again California kid mm-hmm. and, and Tennessee's had success with you know softballers out of, yeah, out of California for sure Football players out of California. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, basketball players out of California, different sports. But what, right. what made Tennessee? Because, I mean, again, it's the South. It's it's different than what you grew up around. <laughs> Definitely. Um, man, where, where would I start? I think first for me was my faith, for sure. Um, just being a, a big, you know, gospel, somebody just believes in the gospel as much as I do, and just somebody that really has seen just how much God has gotten me to – points where I would never think I would ever get to um and just knowing that you know the coaches and you know some of the teammates aligned with that faith was huge for me it was one of them probably the one of the biggest reasons and um I think another big reason was just how coach Barnes was with my family um I'm I'm really high on my family and just how people treat them and um if you treat them with how, how he did it it'll really it'll make an impact on you and how he treated my grandfather on my mom and dad's side um, was really big for me because those are two people that I care about dearly. Um, and, you know, it's something that I don't know if he noticed, uh, but it's something that I always notice with my family. Um, I think another big thing was I wasn't really a, a big – I was a I was a pretty good high school player. Um, I was pretty – you know, I was a four-star recruit. Uh, but I wasn't in – you know, I wasn't in the big AAU circuits. I went to a public school all four years. So I definitely – I definitely feel like I've gotten a lot of my stuff out the mud and, and not, you know, nothing came easy for me. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, when they when they recruited me, um, one of the coaches came out and saw kind of my game. And I think that was another big time deal for me because it wasn't something that was just global globalized everywhere. You know, it was it was big for my, my state and my city, but it wasn't something that was just all over social media's being something that a big event people wanted to go to so I appreciate stuff like that and I appreciate you know coaches who care about developing players and coaches who who care about the both sides of the ball not just the offense and I wasn't the type to be into the the gear and the shoes and the you know all that I was just more into the basketball the work just putting in you know how how they treat their players and you know how I'm going to be a better not only a better basketball player, but a better, better man coming out of, you know, Tennessee. Anybody that knows me that's watched this show um, for the two years we've been doing it knows I'm big on grandparents. So when you bring up, when you bring up grandpas or grandmas, um, that's uh, that's important. So uh, how, how much are they able to engage and get out here and that type of stuff? Well, no, it, it, it actually, you know, it worked out. Um, my grandfather on my mom's side – you know, he gets out as much as he can. He lives back in California, so he gets out as much as he can. Whenever my parents kind of try to come out here and he's not busy, you know, he's a pastor, so he's, you know, he has a church that he takes over, so he's definitely 
out there working there too. So whenever he's not busy, he just comes by and see me, and it's it's big for me. And you know, my grandfather on my dad's side, um, you know, he's he lives a little bit closer. He lives in uh, Georgia, so okay, so he can get around a little yeah, more. Yeah, he can get around, especially a little when more. you go to Georgia or right. to Mississippi State, just right. a little bit closer. Trips. Exactly, exactly. So I was able to see him at that last Georgia game, and I was able to see a lot of my family on my dad's side. So, you know, they're really big to me. Um, I recently. Um, probably not recently, but it was it was a big deal for me going uh, to Tennessee. Uh, COVID kind of took my grandma away, so that was really yeah. tough. And she was a you know she was a rock. She was definitely a rock for me and somebody that I held dearly, you know. And um, you know thinking about that and just knowing how much she meant to me and just knowing how how proud she was of the where I was going. You know, it really is it's a big deal for me, and I just, you know, I always carry her in my heart. And, you know, the same for my, my, my grandma on my uh, dad's side who's still with us is she's just the most supportive woman. And, you know, I just love, love my grandparents so dearly, and, you know, they just they just love me the same. Grandma's home cooking, man. Man, nothing like it. It's nothing like it. They could cook anything, anything. Nothing like it. You grew up not a Laker fan. You were, you were an OKC fan. Yeah. What about other sports? Did did you drift away from the LA sports, or did you did you did you like the Dodgers? Uh, I kind of did drift away from a lot of LA sports. Um, no, I'm not really sure why, honestly. But I was just more, especially football. I was more into players. Like growing up, when I was when I was um, I was a big Ravens fan because of Ray Lewis. Well, when you grew up, LA didn't have a team. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. So. Uh, I was now yeah. they have two. Now they have two, <laughs> but I was a I was a big Ray Lewis fan. Um, I just you know obviously he's as competitive as you can get. Sure. So I just kind of resonated with that, and um, I didn't really watch any other sports besides football and basketball. Um, but yeah, I was really just a basketball. I was a basketball head, man. I was just I just love basketball, and I was that was really the main thing that I was watching from a day to day basis. So. Yeah, being an OKC fan was wasn't something that a lot of people were at my at my young age, especially in California. People, yep. you were a Laker fan if you live <laughs> in Cali. That's all you meet is Laker fans. And I, you know, I still like the Lakers. It was just something about OKC kind of resonated with me, and I just, you know, I became OKC fan. When you're on campus here, now Josiah is a huge. He loves the football games on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He loves the tailgates of all that. Yeah. Are are you one that goes out to all the different sports? Do you go to volleyball games? I'm sure you go to the football games. Every kid yeah. goes to the football games. But, I mean, are you one that goes out to all these different sports? Yeah, no, that's definitely me. That's definitely me. I, as much as I didn't like watching baseball growing up, I love watching Tennessee baseball here. And it, it was the first time I went out, I was kind of, you know, a little bit iffy on how I was going to like it because I didn't really go to a lot of baseball games growing up. So um, when I went and I kind of knew some of the, some of the players – I was like, man, this is this is this is different. I went to a couple soccer games. Um, I know a couple of the swimmers. Um, you know, of course, football. Like you said, I go to volleyball as much as I can uh, whenever they were playing, and then obviously women's basketball. So I just try to go, you know, wherever I can, wherever there's a game, I'm trying to go. Honestly, if it's if it has Tennessee and they're competing somewhere, I, I definitely want to go. Breakaway dunk or pin a block off the backboard. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good that's a good one. There's a difference between a block and then pinning one. Yeah, pinning a block off the backboard, that's I mm, that's tough. I think I've gotten used 
to breakaway dunks, and I haven't had a lot of pins off the backboard here, and so I think I'll say a pin. I think I'll say a pin off the backboard. I think I'll say a pin off the backboard. I think that's just. I think that gets the crowd something different. It gives the crowd something different because we, you know, it's this is college basketball. There are gonna be a lot of dunks. Sure, it's not gonna be a lot of guys pinning stuff off the backboard. So, I think I'm gonna go with the pin off the backboard. I think you're like the ultimate Rick Barnes guy. <laughs> I mean, like from a standpoint of like, and we talked about this earlier. Like you kind of do a little bit of everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can play and guard and 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 do all the different positions. But besides yourself. Who's the other glue guy on this team? I, that's that's a tough question just because so many guys have their roles and they're just – they're really good at it. But I think Zakai is another guy that I would think is a glue guy for us. And, you know, I think the glue guy c- kind of goes out of proportion sometimes. I think Zakai really fits that as well, just being a guy that really holds everybody together. Um, and I think without Zakai, we – you know, it's a lot of stuff that we, we can't get done as efficiently as we're getting it done right now. Um, so I definitely feel like Zakai is a big player who I will also say, also say is a glue guy. And another guy is Tobe. I think Tobe is a is a big glue guy for us. Um, he he just he does a lot of a lot of stuff that a lot of guys don't want to do. And he he was blessed with the body that he has and, you know, being able to rebound and being able to finish. He just developed so much as an offensive player as well just even outside of what the fans see me being able to play with him every day you can tell how much he's improved offensively so um, I'm excited to see Tobe grow as well but I think I would say Tobe is another guy when you look at this basketball team too it's got all these kind of different personalities from different parts of the country I mean you're a SoCal guy right you got Tobe and Zakai is the ultimate New Yorker yeah (laughs) like he just like you hear his voice coming out of that little body you're like whoa You know, right. um, you know Jonas is a North Carolina kid. Mm-hmm. You know, you got uh, Josiah is a South Carolina kid. Right. Santi's from you know overseas. <laughs> right. Um, and then you got Dalton, who again is from you know Colorado, Colorado. slash South Dakota yeah. area. So I mean, right. like, what are those conversations like? Is there like like when the New York guys and in, in, in versus yourself start talking about like you know New York teams, LA teams? I mean, like what what's that yeah. like? We we go back and forth. Me and the the New York guys go back, especially me and Zakai. Ever since we were freshmen, it was always like a New York Cali thing, and we definitely it, it's just funny to to kind of have a guy that is totally different area from you, and you guys can be so like so alike. You know, I feel like that guy is like my partner in crime when it comes to a lot of stuff on both on both sides of the basketball. I feel like that's a guy that I can rely on. And, um, you know, obviously you can see it de- defensively. It's just, you know, it's tough for anybody to score on us. But for a guy to grow up so, so much different than I did um, and for us to come together in the same spot and just to click as much as we did and as quick as we did, um, it's not something that you see a lot. Um, it's definitely something that I'm, you know, I'm blessed to have. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know, I take care of that relationship. And, I, you know, me and Zakai, we talk about a bunch of different things, whether that's, you know, fighting over New York, Cali, what's the better place to live or, you know, anything like that. We we definitely hold each other accountable and we go back and forth in practices. We go back and forth in games. And that's one guy who I definitely is. He's just as competitive as I am, you know, and I respect guys like that. I respect guys who you know, who push back, you know, who have, who say their opinion and, and you know, they kind of stick with it. That That's a guy that 
he does that and you know i do the same so i think that's why that respect is mutual all right we're gonna do a little rapid fire here um batman superman spider-man if you could be one who or why batman batman because he's he doesn't have powers <laughs> he doesn't Everybody have always says spider-man but i love this batman, no, i'm a batman guy batman he doesn't have any powers and he's out there fighting against guys who have worldly abilities so i definitely say batman oreos or chips ahoy Are we talking soft chips we, ahoy i'm or? talking that to dip it in milk oh dip it in milk or oreos yeah oreos for sure oreos easy was that a go-to when you were a kid yeah, I, I, it's tough for me. I was a, I, I ate a lot as a kid, especially sweets. I wouldn't say that's a go-to, but if it was there, I was gonna, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna get some. SoCal sure. guy, Disneyland, yes or no? Yes. Favorite ride at Disneyland? Ooh, that's that is tough. How Dang. was the last time you went to Disneyland? Last time I went to Disneyland, it was a, it was a minute ago. I haven't been to Disneyland in a in a long time. Uh. There, we actually had an amusement cart called Six Flags that was yeah. even, you know, even bigger than the roller coasters. Yeah, for the roller coasters. For the roller coasters, right, 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 right. Yeah, I didn't really go to Disneyland for the roller coasters. I kind of went for the whole Disney, Disney experience. experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm going out there next month. So. Oh no, that's gonna be fun. Uh, yeah, that's my kids love fun. Disneyland. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> I'm sure because I did too. Best spot in California that you've been to and one place in California you've not been to that you want to go to? Ooh. Um, best spot in California. A lot to I do have. out there. It's a lot, a lot, a lot to do out there. Um, I definitely say just honestly, anywhere in LA, it, it's, it's a great spot. But if I had to go with an underrated spot, go to any taco, taco place, street tacos, that – just experience and that vibe. And like, you sound like Brew McCoy. That's what <laughs> Brew McCoy was talking about. Street that, tacos. That that vibe and you know the kind of the feeling of just sitting there, you eating tacos that you would never think is as good as they are, but they're amazing. That's man. That's ooh, take me back because I love me some street tacos. All right, one place you've never been that you'd like to go in California. One place that I've never been in Cali. You've been to Yosemite. You've been to Palm Springs. You've been to. Yeah, I've been I'm sure you've been Palm to San Springs. Diego. That's yeah, just. Been to, I haven't been to Yosemite. I don't. I don't. If I have, if I've been to Yosemite, it was I was young, but I never went to Yosemite. I don't. Monterey think. Peninsula, where Pebble Beach is. Yeah, I've been there. I've been there. Um, what's the, what's another place that I, I haven't been? Are you a golfer? I'm. I am, but I'm getting into it more and more as I get older. So I started, me and my dad kind of, my dad has been golfing for a little little longer than I have, but he started taking it serious. So that kind of made me want to start taking it serious. So I want to start getting my skills better and better. Uh, so I think I'm just going to improve there. But, I, yeah, I like, I like golf for sure. You ever see, like, Steph Curry play golf? Because he's really good. I have. That dude. He is really good. Man, when they give you a, a sponsor exemption for a PGA Tour event, <laughs> you're pretty good. Yeah, no. he. It's something about his hand-eye coordination that just – if it's something that has to go a basketball or a golf ball, he's going to make it work. <laughs> he's going to make it work for sure. Who would you relate your game to most to? I mean, like who would you compare it to? Oof, a lot of, there's a lot of guys that I watch, especially in the NBA. Um, you know, I, I love Josh Richardson. That's a guy that I've seen – you know, uh, growing up, you know, when he was in the NBA. But I think just it's a, it's a Cali guy. Um, one is a Cali guy and one isn't. I would say uh, Drew Holiday is a guy that I I like I that comparison. Yeah, that's a guy that I watched. Defensive first guy, can make a three. Man, he, he's 
be. Slasher. Yeah. Slasher. Can sh- he, he can really just do everything on the court. Whatever you need him to do, he does it. And, he you know, he's a champion. He won the championship as a starting point guard. So he's he's good. You, I've seen him play the point. I've seen him play the shooting guard. I've seen him guard centers like Joel Embiid and, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. So that's one guy I'd, I'd say was a big one. And then another guy is Derek White. You know, they play for the same team. But Derek White kind of does the same thing. He's a two-way player he's the you know the the embodiment of a two-way player and somebody that will you know get out on the floor get out on the break finish layup makes the right pass just makes the right plays and just makes simple basketball and i think guys like that are what teams need if you want to win so those are guys that i just you know i definitely feel like are kind of the same way as me favorite fruit bananas yeah bananas favorite candy trolleys trolleys favorite drink orange fanta Orange Fanta. I love Orange Fanta. My youngest, she loves peach Orange Fanta. Peach Orange Fanta? Yeah. You get like to go to Zaxby's and get the... Oh, okay. Yeah, yep. Like the machine, yeah, the it'll machine. give you like a bajillion things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've definitely had the peach one before. Yeah. One place you've never been that you really want to go in the world? Dubai. Dubai or Japan? Dubai or Japan? I've seen pictures of Dubai... And it, you know, it looks, it just looks amazing. And then Japan, because I just heard their steak is is amazing. And I kind of want, I want some, they, like, I've heard the steak is just out of this world. Like, it's something you will never eat anywhere here. And it's just amazing over there. So that's definitely something. You're a ribeye guy, filet guy. What you got? Filet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. filet. Amen to that. No no fat. Uh, I've got enough fat on me. I don't need any more. Um, (laughs) Favorite side when you go to a restaurant? Fries, yeah. or mac and cheese, or mac and cheese. Fries and mac and cheese. Best French fries in town or where? In Knoxville. Ooh, uh, Smashburger has really good fries. They do. You're they right. They have really Them good fries. Them in Stock fries. and Barrel, basically. Yep. Fresh yep. cut. Yep. Fresh cut. They have really good fries. You get the right sauce. Yep. I'm, a, I'm a ranch guy. I love ranch. Ranch or barbecue sauce. And yeah, no. Those are some good fries. One place on campus that you go to just to kind of clear your mind. Ooh. Not named not an arena. Not named an arena. <laughs> not the court. Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Dang, I really mm, – that's a good question. I'll say I, I'll, I'll walk around a lot. Um, I think probably where the statue is. Uh, the uh, the torchbearer? The torchbearer, yeah. I, I hang around there sometimes when I'm just not doing anything, and um, I'll kind of sit there and just watch some stuff. Or then, and then we have kind of a um, the grass area is kind of the stairs. I don't know if you know where that is, mm-hmm. but it's you know it's the stairs. Um, there's been tailgates held on near there. Um, I kind of just go over there and I'll just sit over there, and you know it's a nice area. It's quiet, especially at night, and you just kind of you know you're in your own thoughts. So. That's definitely a place. Does it enter your mind that you're almost through your junior year? It's going by fast, man. It's going by fast. I could have sworn I just got into campus and was just getting to know a lot of people. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's going by fast. Best person that you've met on campus that nobody knows about? Best person that I've met on campus that nobody knows about. In other words, like you can't say Rick Barnes. You can't say <laughs> Josh Heupel. You can't say your teammates. Yes. So like it could be someone in the nutrition department. It could be someone that you met mm. in class. It could be a teacher. That's uh, that's a good one. I think, can I say uh, Mary Carter? <laughs> Does that count? <laughs> Are you paying these kids, Mary Carter? <laughs> Last week it was Josiah Jordan James, Mary Carter too? who called you the goat. 
Mary, you know, Mary colored her hair. I like the darker hair. It's like yeah, it's, no, it's little, nice. Yeah, it's definitely nice. No, Mary Carter, she is the MVP of the team. Seriously, she's paying these kids. The M- I have gotten no money from her. She knows. She is the MVP of the team, and it's not close. We don't get – there is no Tennessee – we are a wreck without Mary Carter. So, I'll probably I, – I have to say her. I just have to. There's no other right answer besides that. Just I talked about this. Do you wish you had black uniforms? Oh, yes. Absolutely. What do you got to do to campaign to get that? I have no idea. I've do we need to start tweeting at Danny White? I think that's the best way to reach I Danny would White. Love, I would love some black uniforms. Is, is Rick open to black uniforms? I think I think he is. I think he is. I have to ask him about it, but I think he is. I think he'll be a, a big fan of that. As long as we win. We got to win. Orange numbers or white numbers? Orange. Orange. Probably orange. Yeah, yeah. orange numbers. Orange numbers. Yeah. So that means we have to wear it away right yeah. uh yes yeah. yeah yeah unless the unless you know the home team, the home team. Wear, yeah. yeah yeah but no i think as long as we win coach barnes will be okay with well, it. no you actually i mean no you can wear them at home and the other okay. team you when you're the home team you can wear whatever you want to wear oh okay you know? okay okay but you know unlike football you normally wear white at home mm-hmm. like you know on football white's the road right 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 yeah 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 that's true yeah, I forgot it's different for football and basketball. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Stanley Assume New? I don't think so, no. Stanley played here about mm, 17, 15, 15 years ago or so. Mm. I would equate you to like this generation's version of Stanley Assume New. Like mm. freaky athletic can just go up and jump. Just, right. You know, you have a better offensive game mm. than Stanley Assume New, though. Yeah. But Stanley Assume New, when he got done, he played his four years of basketball, and he was you know you could because you could do a an ex, one extra year one in another year. sport. Uh-huh. He went out for football. Football. <laughs> That's how it happens, man. That's how it happens. <laughs> That's how it happens. If if you lined up, who could who who would be a better DB, you or your brother? Don't ask me this question, because okay, all right, I will never tell him this to his face. Well, he's gonna see this, because yep, you know your mom's gonna, gonna show. I'm it to gonna him. act like he's not in the room. And he's not he's not gonna see this, but definitely my brother. My brother was, my brother was amazing when it comes to being a defense. Like amazing when it comes to being a defensive back. Like I'm good on the court, but man, that dude, nothing compares to that. I I used to watch him as a kid and just try to mimic. That's probably why I'm as good of a defender I am now. Is because I watched him on the field and I kind of mimic what he was doing when I was younger. And, you know, just try to implement as much as I can to if I was playing football or basketball. How much do you have to, you know, hold yourself back? Like like when the official makes a call that you know is wrong. Yeah. To bite the tongue. Or I always felt like it was it was easier for me to bite my tongue on something called on me than one of my teammates yeah you know no, what i mean because it's, like, it's almost like big brother or little brother you want to come to the defense of your that's brother that's a big one no you know what that's I mean? a big one i i think you you hit it on the head for me if it's a call unless it's like i'm in foul trouble and it's a call that i know that i know i got all like i know if we watched the film back they knew they made a mistake i i would say something but i'm not gonna but if it's my teammate and i i'm watching the play and i'm like no there's no way there's no. I'm gonna go to the ref. I'm gonna go to whoever I can to try and get this situated for next time because 
you know, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm watching the play, and a lot of my teammates don't say anything, but I'm gonna be the one to say something about for my teammates for sure, for for sure. That's a fact. But yeah, no, you hit it on the head. That was perfect. You know, we had a couple of basketball guys out last year, and they talked about you know Santi, and he's on the show next week, by the way. Um, that's where you you know being able to be bilingual works out to your advantage because you can say things and the refs don't know you're true. saying that's true that <laughs> is true i haven't picked up on anything yet but i know i could just tell by the tone of his voice if he's saying something that maybe he should he wouldn't say if the refs uh heard it in english so no nah, santi he knows he knows what he's doing he knows what he's doing man he's he's, he's funny but he, he uses that for sure all right we'll wrap it up on this you got the rest of the season and the next year besides winning a championship that's common sense like what do you want to accomplish and how do you go about doing it i think i put a lot of thought into you know that question and just thinking to myself just how much you know just with basketball just how much of an impact i want to leave i think probably the biggest thing for me is just being somebody that came to Tennessee and was just known for just impacting people's lives, whether it was on or off the court. I just want to be somebody that young people can resonate with, that young people can can watch and be like, I want to be him. As hard as it is, as hard he's not six ten. He's not. He doesn't have a crazy, crazy long wingspan. He didn't grow up with you know the the ball in his hands all the time, but he. He worked for what he got, and he was able to bring that to fruition and was able to put it out on the court. And I want young kids and young people, and you can be young, you can be older, just to resonate with just being a hard worker and that if you stay true to the game, you stay true to, to who you are, and you have faith in what you believe in, you'll, you'll get what you want, and you'll, you'll, you know, you'll live the dream that you want to you know, you live. So I think that's probably the biggest thing that I want to leave in. Just being the you know the best defender and best two way player that I, I can be, you know I can only measure, you know myself to me and just being the ver- the best version of myself is all I can ask for. So, you know I think leaving that impact on people and just being the best version of myself is what I want to do here and how I want to leave my legacy. Well, Jeremiah, we appreciate the time. We appreciate you coming out and kind of letting everybody get to know you a little bit. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys having me. I love doing this. He is Jemai Mayshack. We'll be back next week with another episode of Vault Club Confidential. Next week, Santi Vescovi.